on everybody welcome to another episode of the all pro Jappos. we're bringing you the highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan i am your host jp hey yo and next to me as always the 610 beast from the southeast mr country k hi everybody hi dr ned <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was Dr. Ned. I'm pretty sure it was Dr. Ned. You're thinking of Ned Flanders. It was Dr. Rick. Hold, hold on. I think you think. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Rick. Hold on. Promise. This is how we're starting the show, people. Yep. I promise you it's that. Dr. Nick. Nick. Rick, I was close. I, I feel like I was close. Right? I had an N. <laughs> we, you had the N and I had the ICK. Yeah. All right. We were we were both halfway there. Good to know that we can come up with the compromise and the Simpsons can prove us both wrong. Um. Now, let's see. What, uh, what, fuck, what else is there? Dude. Do yeah, you the fuck off with that one? Yeah, a little bit. I'm kind of like my thought process went everywhere now. Um, I guess we can talk about it to kind of get it out of the way because. Oh, uh, I hope you're not. I hope you're not doing that. What doing what? I hope you're not doing what, what? I think you're doing, but go what? ahead. What am I doing? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I hope you're not doing what I think you're doing. But continue. What do you What do you think I'm doing? I will see you in a second. What? I, I, come on, come I'm on. curious to see what you think I was going to do. Hey, look, we'll see in five seconds as soon as you announce the topic. Hey, you reference shit. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it, bro. <laughs> oh, my finger's going to be hot on the button today. Oh. Oh, how I wish I had a. Oh, I'm going to bring it up when Corey gets home. For sure. For sure. So that's happening. So the bet <laughs> was that the Texas Longhorns would have more wins than Baker Mayfield, right? Yep. Now. Technically, yeah, seven. And the yeah. Longhorns are at eight. They're eight, and he's still got games to play. Ha! And the Texas. But see, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. Mm. He fell into a winning record. He was originally in a shit record. He was the same record. They got mm. the same exact record. The Carolina Panthers have the same exact record as the, as the LA Rams. Yeah, both of them have You're fucking five me. wins. You're bullshitting like me. Five, I promise you, they both got like five wins, four or five wins. I think the Panthers got four wins, and the what's the name Rams got four wins. No, yeah, like, you're gonna yeah, have to look like that up. They were three and nine, bro. You're gonna have to look that up. I promise you, I'm pretty sure they were three and nine at the last night. Three and nine was the Panthers. Los Angeles Rams. Four and nine, bro. The Los Angeles Rams currently are four and nine. Yeah. Oh, then he still ain't. No. He's going to make it. What are you talking about? He's going to beat that. No, no, the Texas long. No. 
Texas Longhorns have – You got one more game. One more game, and they have how many wins? Ten? Eight. They, they eight. Got, <laughs> you said eight, bro. Well, you said that. <laughs> no. no, this is wrong. Something's wrong here. <laughs> Somebody's yanking my chain. That's what's happening. No one is yanking your chain. That's why I laughed so fucking hard last night. I knew this was coming. The foresight, I keep telling you, of a cinematographer is amazing, bro. I knew this shit was coming today. <laughs> I was so ready. Shit, the Longhorns are six and three. <laughs> he said they had ten wins. They had eight. Bro, they're tied. They're for wins. Oh, oh, they're not tired, but that shit's funny as fuck. So he needs three more wins. Well, Texas is going to win the bowl game. So that's adding another seven. So LA Rams schedule. And the Rams, what? They need, there's what, four more games left in the season? The Rams? Yeah. Give me one second. I'm going to it, actually. There are four more games left in the season. I'm looking at the games they have to play. Left. Mm. Week 13. 14. Okay, they got the Packers. Might win. Broncos. Probably going to win that one. Chargers. mm, Shaky. And the Seahawks, which is shaky. So he can win. Okay, you are not about to try and convince me that he can beat the Packers. Uh, Packers are a shit show, and the Broncos are a shit show. That's you're not about game. to try and convince me that Baker Mayfield That's is about to game. win out. Nah, I ain't say he's going to win out. He's not going to beat the Seahawks. That's out. The Seahawks are going to beat them unless they sit everybody because they're going to playoffs. So he's, he's going to tie. He's going to tie the Longhorn record. All right, so it's a possibility that everybody sits out the Seahawks game. It's still a high possibility because they already they, they got a commanding lead over y'all, right? They beat y'all. Y'all got one more game against them, right? But they beat y'all. They didn't beat us. I thought they beat y'all. Mm-mm. Well, y'all won that joint? Yeah. Okay, well, then y'all won that one. Y'all one more time to play them. This time at home because we played them away. Oh, y'all beat him 12. Okay. I'm 12th man. Mm-hmm. I think. I seriously think y'all lost that shit, bro. No, I don't think we lost that one. Wouldn't it be because we lost to the Texans by default? We're the worst team in the league. Yep. Isn't that how it usually goes? <laughs> I mean, you lost to the Texans and the Broncos. I feel like y'all y'all need that nomination, bro. I mean, in the same season. To to say that, you know, I mean, I'm still seeing people like, oh, we're picking the 49ers to go to, you know, the the go far in the playoffs and possibly make a you know, dark horse Super Bowl team. And I'm like, fuck out of here. What are y'all seeing that I'm not seeing? 
Like what 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 is going on that I am completely blind to? Please, I I really want somebody to educate me on it. Well, because right now the uh everybody still hook up on the on the Shanahan family, bro. Bro, Brock Purdy did exactly what Jimmy G does on a weekly basis. I know. There's, so there's nothing spe- that that it, what Brock Purdy did further proved my point. We don't need Jimmy. That's bullshit. We don't. That's bullshit. To That's- have that effect of offense, we nope. need just the get. All we need is the game manager, quarterback. Bullshit. And we have the athletes and everything around it, and the offensive line and the run game to be good enough. And you know, arguably one of the top defenses in the league. Offensive line, yes. To be able to sustain, to be able to sustain that. We don't need a Pat. We don't need a Patrick Mahomes. We don't need a Josh Allen. We don't need a Lamar Jackson. We don't. That's all of that's telling me right now. And I'm I'm gonna ask one question: When the absolute fuck has the Niners gone? The Niners gone. Y'all have a plug and play quarterback, right? Essentially, right. Since right. Jimmy got there in 2000, what 15, 16? When did he get there? Seventeen, eighteen. Whenever the a long time ago. Whenever Jimmy got there, y'all making it seem like I had a plug-and-play quarterback. So y'all had a plug-and-play quarterback for all of these years and did absolutely nothing with him. You probably should go get a motherfucking Patrick Mahomes. You probably should go get a Lamar Jackson or a Tom Brady. Y'all haven't done nothing with a plug-and-play guy. Why the fuck do you continue to make it seem like plug-and-play is the way to go? So, okay, cool. You guys I, go. Who, who is, I, I'm completely agreeing with I'm you not, on this point. I'm not talking to you, dude. You're just oh. here. You're just, just oh okay oh okay I'm venting. you're venting you're venting to the other people yeah because it's <laughs> like I, I like this doesn't make any fucking sense like we're saying the same thing me and you it's like we don't see it you know what I mean like I I don't understand what y'all see it's like yes they have a good interior defense that's it DBs they, a suspect of shit like that's just real as fuck DBs a suspect the 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 corners are off and on the safeties however. You can't deny Hufanga hasn't been playing insane. He's been he's been ridiculous this year. What's his strength? Is he a run stopper or a coverage guy? He's a everything guy. See, and that's that's why I fucking have a problem. Because how many interceptions does he have? Five. Okay. It's been what 13 weeks and he has five. Correct. And if I'm not mistaken, he's leads your team, right? In picks, yes, I believe so. And uh, what did you say? I think I saw something. I think it was Pro Football Focus or something like that that it said uh, he's the only one in the league to have five plus interceptions and to have five plus tackles for a loss. And. I, what was the other one? It wasn't sacks. Was it sacks? Is that five sacks or something like that? Like, did we not grow up in the era watching fucking Ed Reed, bro? Like, no, that's, I understand that. Palomalu and shit. Like, that's not spectacular. He, ain't, I'm be honest with you, bro. He's had good plays, but I mean, bro, I, he's Bo- been the highlight of the DBs. But that ain't saying fucking much when your other DBs ass. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not gonna say that. Based off of statues to reading off and the few plays I did see him, buddy's solid. 
But as a collective, your DBs are ass, bro. That's one out of four. That's twenty five percent, and that's no. Shit. I, I agree. I agree, and I think, and I think this should be like one of those opportunities where you use Hufunga as a as a cornerstone piece to that DB room. Jimmy Ward is close to being on his way out. Whether it be on another team or whether it be retirement or you know, whatever it may be. You know, Jimmy's on his way out in the next, you know, year or two. So you build around, you know, the kid and you build up a young, strong defense. Or you keep Jimmy Ward and have him continue to kind of teach be side by side with him. And you build that, you build those corners. <laughs> What is Jimmy Ward gonna teach them how to do? Uh-uh. <laughs> what did he teach Tart? <laughs> he taught him how to drop a pick. <laughs> I'm confused, bro. <laughs> I haven't seen a DB again. My, again, my my point is exactly. There's you when you have Hufunga, you could just use him as a cornerstone piece to that DB room, and let go of Jimmy, save yourself some money. And and when I say Jimmy, I'm talking about Jimmy Ward here. You know, save yourself some money because it's not. I mean, J- Jimmy Ward has been playing decent, but he's he hasn't been playing top tier. You you can't really make an argument that he has. Has he been playing good? Sure, but he's not been like has he? superstar stats or somebody that's really. You know, we're not going to sit here and bullshit and act like Jimmy Ward is a top five, let alone a top ten safety in the league. Like that, that would be an outright lie. It just would be. And he's probably behind you, Funga, too. So, you know, so, and he's a rook. So, you know, get that out there. Um, Bro, I'm with you. I'm My just issue. saying, man. My issue is the fact of B-Rabbit, right? All right, let's go here. The NFC South is the worst division in the league, correct? Oh, you're getting your yarn out. I'm glad you have a, a self-awareness there for your division. Hey, fam, when have I not had self-awareness? It's fair. That's a fair point. So uh, continue. Yes, NFC South. Or All right. Even. Now, within my synopsis, I need you to give me a little breakdown. Okay. Give me okay. a breakdown of the New Orleans Saints as a team. Like, what do you mean? What? What? what, what? Like, are they are they a good team? A team like just one player away? Are they like you know what I mean? Like, are they just a they, shit show? They got skunked by us, so therefore they stink. Uh, but I think with the Saints, I mean, they're going to have a hard time finding a replacement for Drew Brees. Um, that's tough for any team to replace a Hall of Fame quarterback. But when you talk about pieces around them, Olave is good. I like him. I think they're going to have to move on from Michael Thomas. It's just it's too many injuries to keep him on your to keep him on your roster. 
I said this shit when we had Jameis. Tur- turf toe, turf toe can only go so far. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ha- have you had turf toe? Okay. Yeah. 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 How- actually. How can, can you please explain it to me? Because I don't know if I ever have. I'm be honest with you, that shit hurt, bro. Wow. I mean, <coughs> is it about as painful as stubbing your toe in the middle of the night? You know, on a uh uh steel fucking bed frame, or what? What kind of pain are we talking here? It's continuous. It's like when you walk. It's like when you walk. It feels like you got a broken toe. You know what I mean? Your toe's not broken, but it feels like you got a broken toe. A, a big toe. Your broken big toe. Your, yeah, yeah, big toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which goes all the way to the point where that's one of your critical points of your foot. That's one of your three points. So, I mean, it makes sense. He's a receiver. He stops. He cuts. He only got fucking two routes. He got a fucking slant. He got a fucking goddamn. He got to plant that foot to make that slant route. That's his I'm money. I'm sorry. Matters. Every time I see turf toe as an injury, I'm like. Now, here's the problem, though. You know it's not broken. Okay, it's painful, yes, but you know it's not broken. All right, look, listen, I wasn't done, though. Yes, that's what it feels like. But, but, three years is fucking extreme, bro. Three years is extreme not to have a broken fucking bone or a torn ligament or anything like that. I'm not sure the extent of his injury history because I don't fucking like the angst. You know what I'm saying? Nor, when we first started the show, you remember we had the, the Madden top 10 list or was it NFL top 10 receivers list? I don't know if it was Madden NFL. And they had Mike Evans way below Michael Thomas. And I was pissed. I was pissed. I don't know if you remember that far back, but I was pissed. With the reason, well, I think the reason why you were pissed was, and the reason why that was ranked the way it was, was because Drew Brees was the quarterback at the time. And Michael right. Thomas was healthy. And fresh and a legitimate receiver. Yeah, he only has, you know, he's essentially the king of the slant route. I get that. But he's a legit receiver. But since Drew Brees has left, he's been hurt damn near every year. Here's my thing. I feel like he's Tracy McGrady hurt. That's just me personally. (laughs) And I, I seriously feel like the fact that he keeps saying that he's fucking hurt. And he can't play with bad quarterbacks. It's bullshit. Fucking Mike Evans had to play fucking multiple years. He think about he, it, he played, played multiple years with James. He Wilson. played like six years <laughs> before Brady got there with bad quarterbacks, bro. With he the had living all five years of James and the year before James got there, he played six years before Brady got there with okay. bad quarterbacks and got a thousand yards each year. Michael Thomas, you don't have a fucking excuse. That is why I say Michael Thomas is worse than goddamn James. Because Mike Evans or, still yeah, produced my Michael Thomas, quarterback. Yeah, Evans, Evans, yeah. And that's the problem that I have. People don't understand. It's like, yeah, you say all of these guys are so good. Yeah, they got good quarterbacks in good situations. If they got a bad situation and you're still producing a thousand yards, yeah, as a I was fucking that, receiver, that's, you need that's to be commended. Where, that's what to me kind of you know puts as a top receiver that puts you over if you can not only do it with a top tier quarterback, but you can do it with Shit tier quarterbacks, you know, that's always the signs of an elite receiver. D Hop did it in Houston forever, forever, you know, before he ended up. He's still doing it with Kyler. <laughs> I mean, well, Deshaun, Deshaun is a solid quarterback. Let's, let's not just because he just because he's a fucking nasty fuck, he still can throw the ball. Like, that's just reality. Him and Big Ben, him and Big Ben 
are nasty fucks and they can throw the ball. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. Like real shit. I don't know what it is. I think they can use their hands really well. But <laughs> hey, do with that if you will. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't be like that. If I had a rock, I'd bust your head, bitch. It was low-hanging fruit, y'all. What you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Emotional damage. Right, man. Got like that's, all that's... of them. Got to bring out all the fucking sound bites for that one. Just... Say what? <laughs> the low-hanging fruit, he says. They just go with their hands, bro. I'm just saying. You so, okay? 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 We. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, you want to move on or not? Dan. All right. Can we, we go back to the fucking Baker point? Because we're going down this fucking rabbit hole. No. Away from Baker. You tried to move away from Baker. We don't need to talk about him. That's we definitely I'm, need to talk about shit. Baker. Yo, no. be mad all you fucking want to. He broke a record last night. He broke Where's a record? fucking record last night. Where's the record? That 98 yard drive is the Longest NFL, uh, longest drive in NFL history under two minutes. Yeah, it was only 98 a, yards give, because he took a sack. Hey, look, I don't give a shit. He broke a goddamn record. <laughs> you give him his goddamn credit. Give him his credit. You can be mad. You can wear Texas Longhorn. I'm you sorry. Give that shit I'm sorry. Who is he playing? Who is he playing? He played Josh he McDaniels. Playing? I don't give a shit who he played. He played Chandler Jones. No. He played he, goddamn Mason Crosby. He played. That's who he played. Fuck he all played the, the scrub ass. What do you call them? Raiders. The Raiders. The shit scrub Raiders who have continually right, throughout this entire season have given up big leads over and over again. The fact that the special teams unit That's is doing the gritty and the fucking punter giving it out tells me everything that they have no idea who they are. That's coaching. That's all they coaching. suck so much ass that somebody like Man, you rest in shit. can go 98 yards for a That's touchdown bullshit. against that scrub-ass defense. That's bullshit. The Raiders ain't nothing new, bro. I've been telling about everybody about this for years. I'm call, called in the fucking ESPN. T- I told them, like, hey, I told y'all, even with the addition of Devontae Adams, the Raiders are still the fucking Raiders. They're not going to be any different. They're still going to suck. They're still going to find a way to suck, and they're going to find a way to burn it all down. Okay, it has always been a consistent basis like that with that team. That's why it doesn't surprise me, nor does it impress me that he got a win after coming. He didn't even start the he game. He only, the, only, the only reason why he was in the game is because Matt Stafford got hurt. So hey, this look. wouldn't even be a story had that not happened. Hey, look, look, you, you now you're going to if, ands, and buts, bro. I got two questions in three minutes. First question, did they win? This is short. Yes. Okay, cool. So that doesn't fucking matter. And the second win, uh, second question, I mean, and second win for me, the Broncos have three wins. Aren't the Niners one of those wins with a top-tier difference? Yes. All right, cool. We're done here. The Raiders don't fucking suck. They're in a tough-ass conference. Three questions. The AFC's tough. If you're going to say the AFC's tough, they're tough. The Raiders are in the AFC. If you're going to stick to that, stick to that. They're in the toughest division in, in football. If you're going to say that, say that. They play all of those teams twice. No. They, Fuck it, that. I, because 
And I know I'm saying no because I've made this very clear. It doesn't matter if the AFC uh, West is the toughest division in all of football. It doesn't even matter if they were the worst division in all of football. It does not matter. The What's Raiders that? will always be the goddamn Raiders. That's how, that, The way I feel about the Raiders is kind of how this man feels about the goddamn Jets. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. Corey Hammond, what's up, Corey? <laughs> what's going on, gentlemen? Oh, you know, just passionate debates as always. Well, and your favorite guy is is front and center on a Friday yeah. after a Thursday night football game. So you you better have that button ready. Yeah, no, I knew I was oh, going to have yes. a hot button on this. So one. let's let's just like let's just put a bow on that. And I think Jay, you can hate Baker Mayfield, and he didn't change the trajectory of his career last night. But I think more than ever and and more than anything, whoever the quarterback is, when the Rams suit a guy up that's throwing it, he's prepared and the play calling is elite. And that's and that's it. And anytime you can talk about how great that offense functions regardless of any of the other situations going on it, it just it's it's a testament to why sometimes the personnel the actual human being doing the playing on the field in the NFL because so, so many of those guys are, are so you know equivalent you know the, there's a reason why Geno Smith is able to do great things in Seattle when you put him in the same spot that Russell Williams uh Russell Williams <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson was able to do great things in Seattle, and now he's in Denver learning a new offense and looks pedestrian. I, I, I don't know. Sean McVay, to me, Sean McVay to me, uh, taking Jared Goff to a Super Bowl is one of the greatest <laughs> coaching jobs. And, and no shade to Jared Goff because what Jared Goff has always been, been able to do is deliver – perfectly thrown footballs to the guy that he was basically told to throw it to, right? Um, uh, no one questioned whether Jared Goff coming out of college could throw the football accurately on time and with power. You know, what what gets down to the, the difference between a quarterback and a great quarterback is sometimes, A, decision-making, which, mm. you know, look to the Jets and, and our chip boy, you know, <laughs> Fucking milfs, Zach Wilson, right? <laughs> and judgment, judgment wise, fucking your friend's mom. I, I don't know. As the head of a, as the head of like a CEO of the offense for a, a, a billion dollar industry, maybe that wasn't a, a you know good decision making. There, they are who we thought they were. Um, well, the Jets now they have a quarterback that's just doing what he's told, so that <laughs> their defense is able to play. But well, apparently the team likes Mike White though. They love him. And you know why? Because that's what, uh, you know, that's what a locker room that's built on defense really appreciates from a quarterback. A guy that's going to work, that's going to be accountable, that's going to do the job. Like all the boring, you know, garbage, cliche, Bill Belichick crap. Yeah, Thanks. defensive guys eat that up. So when Mike White's playing a playoff team and – you know, either his arm strength or, you know, the, the, the complexity, of the offense just because, you know, gets away from him because there's reasons why guys are who they are for certain times. And, you know, no one's going to accuse the Jets coaching staff of being some kind of offensive, you know, 
you know, firepower genius type, uh, you know, organization over there. But, you know, Mike White's doing his job. And, and you know, when you build a team that way, you know, if the quarterback can complete a quick screen and answer a question, you know, after the game in a loss and not look like an idiot, you know, you, you probably keep your job. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil Baker Mayfield's Man, you rest in shit. Uh, day in the sun because Sean Mc, but but I don't think it's about Baker Mayfield because that throw Man, at the end is, shit. is a beautiful pass. And it's four verts, which, you know, whenever you get to whenever you get to say that four verts worked, uh, it, you know, it makes anybody that's ever played Madden really happy, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the simple fact is, is that four verts can be run out of any formation. And the way that Sean McVay set up the the routes on the other side of the field, the safety was not over the top. So Baker Mayfield put the ball, go ahead, put the ball where he needed to. And the Rams won an ugly game against a team that thought that to change their franchise's trajectory in the Raiders, who, who were terrible on defense for, as, you know, as long as I can remember, even, you know, like Jack Del Rio made their defense like top 15 and everybody was like, whoa, that's a great change. Yeah. And then the Raiders with one of the worst, perennially one of the worst defenses in the NFL with a quarterback that is putting up numbers year in and year out and people keep continue to doubt him because of the record at the end of the year. They signed Devontae Adams and he's a wide receiver and he didn't fix the issues with the defense. Nope. I don't know. That's surprising. And and who'd they hire as a coach, guys? Uh, an offensive guy that's already failed to be an offensive genius when he took over the reins as a head coach and thought Tim Tebow would work as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the NFL, guys, which is always fun. I love coming in on these NFL things because I can, like, do the tail end of my real just quick bullshit. <laughs> and then, honestly, you know, let's just – Let's just be honest. If Johnny Manziel had Sean McVay as a coach. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> he would probably be a name. Oh, like still. Oh, and then he would be doing all the bullshit after, you know, and he'd probably talk to Sean or, or like send a DM to Sean McVay's wife and get traded to Detroit too. That was, that was an all time, all time, all time, all time oh, dumb move. By Jared Goff. Just because you look like Ryan Gosling, bro, does not mean that everybody wants you in their DMs. Oh man. We've all seen we've all the seen disrespect. the members of the Titans. And I, I I still to this day do not forgive my boy Ryan Gosling for his blatant racism. How dare you? <laughs> to be clear, anybody cutting this, he's not actually racist. I yes. I gotta yes. I gotta watch myself. I'm always bad. <laughs> we understand the context. I'm just saying, like, nah, yeah, you snip that one out. I, I don't forgive Ryan Gosling for being racist, and then they're like, "Oh my God, some random person called him racist." And I'm like, just his character. Uh, no, if you watch the movie, you understand. You, you know, you do know that Denzel Washington has never coached uh, a day in his life, except for that, you know, those those simulated practices with, uh, you know, sunshine. I'm going for the sunshine, by the way. See. Oh, you're going for that look? I don't know. I, it started with me not cutting my hair. And as a 35-year-old that that does take uh, finasteride to make sure I don't lose my my uh, hair, my hair, I figured, you know, might as well give it one last go-around. What would be awesome is actually just having the long, flowing gray. Well, the thing is, is that's the thing that sucks. It, I, I thought I would I would be Targaryen, 
but if you see the long, <laughs> the longer it gets, yeah, I was going for like that silver blonde, you know what I'm saying? But the longer it gets, the browner it looks. So it's almost to get, you know, I'm going for that youth movement. Have your kids piss you off a little bit more and then have one more and then you'll be fine. You'll be full on Targaryen. I'm, I'm a fan of the show, but none of those things sound even worse. <laughs> I would rather, I would rather battle, you know, Vagar atop Caraxes <laughs> above <laughs> the God's Eye, and watch out for blood and cheese if you're into that show. But anyway, yep. <laughs> I'm a book reader. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Oh yeah, yeah, that that we'll, take, that's I'll a whole take different my nerd, my nerd hat, and all of a sudden everybody. Oh like, no, you too will go up. crazy right Yeah, that, that's a whole different show. <laughs> I'm saying I'm a book guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. So I'm like, he's, a I'm not even like, he's in there. Josh yeah, is I'm... a historian. So you guys will love each other. <laughs> yeah, but... You're all about, the, you're all, you're all about the Andal, the Andal invasion mm -hmm. and the 10,000 ships of Nymeria through Sothorios over the summer sea, right? Yep. And Boston down there. the rabbit Boston hole there. we go. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Perfectly segueing into, I think, tonight's topic, which if we're talking college football and I'm late on it, unfortunately, because <laughs> we uh, that was a great segue. Right. Country K, I have to say, oh, I know you were spoken and I made you cough. <laughs> I love that Samuel Jackson. <laughs> but to that. Yep. <laughs> I'll second that. <laughs> so, um, I, I want to kind of just like quickly recap uh, the 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 places we went last week with college football, and the, probably the first topic I think we should just get out of the way and, because we're at the tail end of it now. All of the news is out. There's no more, you know, uh, Dion or anything like that. Yeah. There's no Dion sponsored social media posts that talk about how he was getting robbed and jacked up and all this sympathetic stuff. But the what would, do you guys remember my first reaction to Dion Sanders potentially leaving the school? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it was mostly it's, it's just the argument because the all the conversation and all the words that were said about, you know, what the HBCUs. Oh, and I did, I definitely did go into that. And I hate how I always do. I, I apologize. I always do Socratic method. I just can't help myself with the questions. Um, check out the three on one podcast. Most recent one is named Sangria Bobby for good reason. Check it out. Um, <laughs> and I lost my train of thought. Uh, with my, the reason I was asking that question is because the first instinct that I had, as a father that coaches his son at the position of quarterback. And I was like, man, what will Dion not do if he leaves his son high and dry? But the more I thought about it and the more information came out, and obviously we saw the quote where, uh, I got luggage, it's Louie. Like, bro, like if you said that privately and it didn't reach social media, so it was a pat on your back and, and, and Dion Sanders has always been Dion Sanders. So there's, there's only so much that we should be upset about. Like he's just being himself. He's never, you know, he's not being dishonest or untrue to who he's always been since the beginning of his stardom. But my first initial gripe would be how dare a guy bring his son and then, and then go to a better job. But what is he doing? He's bringing that Louis luggage. And when we were talking about his son, the funny thing is, and I think this is the point that I think is the best part of this whole conversation, if we really break it down to its most basic, you know, uh, explanation. 
when we were talking about his son, we all know who Deion Sanders is. Yeah. But did we remember the, his son's first name? <laughs> no. Not at that point, no. We could <laughs> not say Shadir Sanders without looking it up first because even though he had a great sophomore season, an undefeated season, maybe a season that he you couldn't ask for more from Shadir Sanders. Shadir, Shadir. And we're going to learn how to pronounce his name, I'm sure, at Colorado. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to be able to – Pronounced Shadir, Shadir. Uh, I, I'm never gonna, you know, get, you know, rid of the, the lack of, uh, you know. I anyway. the, the but, reason why I get his name mixed up sometimes is I keep mistaking him for Shiloh. I keep mistaking Shadir for Sh- for Shiloh. That's why I get like, oh shit, yep, and that's fair. One. I I mistake my own kids' names, and they don't even start with the same two letters. like i'm trying to keep my my train of thought is already like multiple tracks skipping jumping um and then you throw that in the mix whatever that is up there but anyway um now we know a shadir sanders is going to be the starting quarterback for a pack 12 team boom where did where did Deion? what 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 conference did Deion sanders bring his quarterback son to guys is it not the best co- big conference to be a quarterback in? Maybe, arguably, the Big Twelve. I don't know. Is it? Is it? A, is it a? Is it an immediate boost to his potential stock? Because now we're going to see him yeah. more and more and more. And if yeah. if if he's, you know, we I, I I said, and I made without all the information, I said that this was an all time bad dad move. But the more, more and more information that came if- out. I felt like we were a little naive, not even thinking that, wait a minute, he's not leaving his son. That's the transfer portal. This shit's the wild, wild west. He's coming with him. And lo and behold, what happened? More than half the fucking team that was there at Jackson State is now with him at Colorado. And so so a lot of those guys that he promised, you know, now they're actually getting, you know, the promises that he, he was making do. And the only thing that, only gripe I really do think that you can make is that you know the talk of bringing you know the 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 pride and the attention back to the HBCU, which was to be fair for a salesman, that was one of the big points he could sell and try to get you know the number one recruit in the nation, which worked. We got to give him credit for for the the argument that worked. Whether you know whether we play the semantics, whether he's the same as every single college coach, and the only you know, and then we ask the question, why are we so upset about him? You know, it does feel a little bit different because it's not just your average coach saying it about your average situation. You know, we talk about, you know, not we specifically, the three of us, but as media, we talk about all the time that, you know, African-American representation in major college football is extremely lacking. So at first glance, you might say on one side of it, and I don't want to get too far into the race thing, but one side of it, you could say, well, why is it an issue when Deion Sanders makes a better move for himself and his family in his situation. But, you know, you know, look at the past 15 years and any big hire that's done is usually a guy leaving a group of kids that he made promises to. And I, yeah. I mean, we usually don't have that big of an issue with it. And we just make huge, like big jokes about it in the off season. And as soon as the games start, you know, it's basically, did Brian Kelly win his games? He won a lot of them. Now he faked that Louisiana accent, which I will never forget. 
I'll never forget. But Coach Prime, at the end of the day, because I think more than anything in his situation, he's just kind of a provider. He's a father. He's a guy who's given the, the, the assistant coaches and staff underneath him opportunities that they probably wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm. And he's a trailblazer because he's doing a lot of things in a way that gives former players personalities a route that we started to see, you know, five, six, seven years ago with, with the, the hiring of, of, of big time basketball players into collegiate basketball. Right. Right. Um, so coach prime, although, you know, I, I'm a get off your lawn guy about social media in general. So I didn't love the whole press conference shaming all of the kids that, you know, they just, got lied to by a coach because he got fired. And then mm. for it to be a way for for Coach Prime to kind of like boost his stock and make it about him so that he can get on the recruiting trail and talk about all these big promises. Well I mean I the when he did the when he did the whole speech in front of the team, you said I'm bringing luggage and everything like that, you know, saying, you know, the portal is there and I didn't take that as hey we're not keeping you guys. But let me, and I'll let you finish. But should you have ever seen any of those words? No. No. I don't I think mean, so. if you're a coach and that's your culture and you go in there, I've heard way worse things said when coaches come in and, and they want to, you know, make sure that everybody knows that jobs are earned. That's football. Right. Football has always been a meritocracy. And if it's not a meritocracy, there are politics in it. So, like, you know, when you get to the bit major college levels with, you know, you know, high profile players, you got to get the five star in and give them a shot because you probably right. whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, it's meritocracy. The best guys usually play. Yeah. You know, so, but, but him saying, like, you know, the bringing the luggage and the portal is there. I took that as a, you know, if you're not up for the challenge there's the door Absolutely. instead of instead of bitching and moaning about it instead of all oh, this ain't fair this no everybody's gonna you know earn their the spot and this is you know this is what we're going to be going with and the quarterback you don't like it there, go. And, he, and he knew exactly who, who he was being talked to and you know you know what i would have done if i was that kid i would have already been in the transfer portal because i would have got ahead of it but you know like, like that stuff everybody's doing a version of that. And like I said, to start this whole thing, if that was Nick Saban doing some social media stuff, that's not who Nick Saban's ever been. So, you know, Deion Sanders doing it. I mean, Deion Sanders high stepped it into the end zone when he was in, when he was with the Falcons from like the 40 yard line, him coming into a press conference, he, just got, he got a raise from 300K to 5 million. Him coming into a press conference and strutting a little bit and talking about Louis luggage, that's right on brand. Yeah, yeah you know, so I, I just looked at the situation and I looked at the press conference after, you know, again, we talked about it last week, but then everything started to come into fruition of what had happened, the whole situation. Obviously, you got videos of he's trying to rush the trophy ceremony and all that other kind. Like, you know, let's go. People laughing like, oh, he already knows he's about to get on the on the plane to Boulder and all that. other. <laughs> he's trying to catch his flight. That's why he's trying to hurry it up. 
But then you see the video of the press conference afterwards. He had gotten all of his stuff stolen out of his out of his office. Yeah. You know, he came in. He's like, you know, I'm not too. Like, that how, was, how that was, that was earlier in the season, too. That was uh, that wasn't the press conference after oh, that, the uh, that wasn't the press conference after the championship. Oh, so not believe. after the swag. But I'm just saying like yeah. those videos start popping up like. All these things that happen, and then you realize the when he was asking for the help of the boosters and the alumni, he wasn't really getting the help that he was asking for. You know, a lot of the stuff that he was doing there at Jackson State was out of his own pocket. You know, so to now go to a situation where where they don't know, know like you said, you get you know three hundred thousand to five hundred to to five million, and knowing that it's a more stable you know booster and and alumni and everything you're gonna have the money for the facility state-of-the-art stuff like all of it that's all taken care of don't worry about it all you got to do is worry about the kids you don't got to worry about basically putting it out of your own pocket now because from making three hundred thousand a year which let's probably cut that in half because of everything and just to be generous to cut it in half probably had to do more than that you know he's got more money because of his endorsements yeah, and all that, but exactly. that's fine. That, that, you know that, the, the three hundred thousand like wasn't wasn't a problem. That's like the president of the United States salary. That's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, just give you me know that. to go from that to five million. It, it's just it's understandable because you know, like you said in the beginning, you know, at first it was why is he gonna? You know, we're always especially with coaches who do well for universities. And especially the fans of those universities wanting to see that grow. Obviously, it's really hard to see the head coach that helped make that happen go. When you got, uh, I mean, for example, you know, we've been covering San Jose State. There was talks of Coach Brennan being, you know, getting hired over to Stanford. A lot of the fans weren't happy about it. They wanted Coach Brennan to stay. Even I, I was like, man, you know. If he's, I would hope he'd stay because the culture that he's built here is 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 good. But if he does leave, we understand, you know, the whole financial part of it, doing what's best for you and your family. It's a bigger, you know, job. It's a higher platform. To if he does possibly have aspirations of being a coach in the NFL, you know, it's better for him to be coaching there at Stanford than it would be for at San Jose State. That's understandable. You understand that, but. And then uh, Coach uh, Troy, Troy Taylor over at Sac State, he's a big-time look for the Stanford job as well. Well, another situation where Sac State was, you know, not really anything. Now they're number two in the FCS in the semifinal game for the national championship. You know, it's, you know, back-to-back big sky champions. And as fans, when you have a coach You see, we're, we're... Go ahead. My bad. No, I'm just saying, like, it, 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 I can see from the fan perspective how everybody wants to have that Nick Saban longevity type of coach to build them to that type of prominence. But how many every, every one of those small schools wants the reincarnation of Bill Snyder, right? <laughs> you know, Kansas State and, and like Luke Fickle. Like Kansas State had a coach at a D1 program in, in Kansas that, you know, would crack the top 25 once every like five years. 
for what I think it was like four or five decades. Like that's what the dream is. And when we talk about what the fans want, it's, you know, it's hard because when you root for a college, it's either proximity or you went there. So you're not mm -hmm. going to, you're not changing your fandom, you know, based on, you know, where guys go or what culture it is. It's just, you're there. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're the fixture as the fan, right? right. Like you're probably not going to go anywhere. Now, now you might be a little bit different, Jay, but you know, San Jose state probably, you know, forever will be one of those teams that you're always, when you see them, you're like, I hope they win. Um, and as fans, we love that. I think I think that's one of the reasons why uh, some people enjoy the A7FL the way that they do. Because when it gets down to these moments, what we're always reminded of, with especially with major college football, because we have to be reminded, you know, it's always it's always there in the NFL. But in, in major college football, we we fall under the illusion with guys like Max Dugan, Duggan, Dugan. Duggan with, with guys like that, like those Cinderella type stories, or, you know, in the NCAA basketball tournament, whoever the random senior is that hits the buzzer beater. We, we love those because it's, it, we get, we get entranced with these, these, these stories that make it not about the business. And then the off season moves start happening and the money throws its weight around. And then we're reminded, Oh yeah, that's right. You know, Coach Brennan, if he gets offered uh, a guaranteed $18 million over the next three years, $6 million a year from almost any school, he's likely going to have to say goodbye to a, a program that he might love, <laughs> a place to live that is, you know, damn near perfect. And a group of kids that, you know, is is when you're a coach, because, you know, I could like th that's the type of kids that you want. Now, those guys aren't bereft of talent or anything, but, you know, there's no there's no ego, I think, you know, in, in that Spartan locker room. And what those guys are doing is they're playing football the way that, you know, I at least, you know, get off my lawn guy, you know, really appreciates. Yeah. A7FL still has that. Um you're always reminded yeah. at the end of the year around this time that, uh, you know, Turkey bowl style football. <laughs> well, I mean, killing everybody seven on seven style, but now it, the, the way you guys, but again, it does have that, that feel. But when we talk about the coaching, it makes me think because a part of me then goes, well, then those schools should probably try and like match an offer or anything. But then you think about it and go, they don't necessarily have the resources to be making those types of offers. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the schools that make the most money are the schools that are, can afford the best situations. They have the best facilities. That's always true. One of the reasons why, you know, Deion Sanders is looking at Jackson state. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I just got the number one recruit and I said that I was going to get him running for the NFL and this weight room kind of stinks. So can we fix that? And it's like, no, we don't get, you know, big time money from, you know, TV networks because the, you know, we're in the SEC and even though we're Vanderbilt, um, you know, we're getting, you know, what, 30 million, 50 million, 100 million, like just infused into whatever we want, whenever we want it. I don't know. And Vanderbilt's one of those teams that doesn't necessarily succeed, but guess what? You know, in the SEC, you know, the type of guy that, that, graduates from Vanderbilt, he might be able to afford a, a, a decent, you know, dowry <laughs> upon <laughs> his uh, 
upon his institution. So maybe they can afford it now. They yeah. don't ever really go for it because they're just, you know, they're just collecting the money probably anyway. At, at that point, yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, Dion, end of the day for me, I started off by saying it was one of the all-time bad dad moves, if that was true. But after all the information came out, all-time great dad moves. <laughs> so I apologize, Dion, that I that I that I didn't foresee that this was obviously you being a dad getting your son to the NFL. And that's a man after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole situation, again, there was always questions. And there's still, you know, people who were upset about it. And, again, I, I completely understand the reasons why are. And, but, again, it's just one of those you got to look at the big picture of his situation, what he's doing with his – because, again, it's not like he's just – up and leaving everybody high and dry he's still bringing people like you said he's still bringing people Their luggage you know he's still giving all of that opportunity to be able to to do something so it's just and especially in me and Kay talked about especially with the basically the exodus of usc and ucla People are going to start looking, okay, who are going to be now the, is Oregon, you know, going to be the only team in the Pac-12 that's going to be worth the shit? Like, who else is going to compete? Who else is going to get up there? And Colorado, have, have the best jerseys? Oregon. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just when you have those arguments of them leaving and a team being able to kind of step up and become that centerpiece of the conference they're kind of set up to do so because i'm pretty sure you know the ad and everybody over there in colorado they knew not only are we getting dion we're getting everybody with them we're getting half that team we're getting the number one recruits in the country we're our literal recruiting class grade just skyrocketed with one higher and, you know, if you're Colorado, you know, everybody in Boulder is just doing backflips and drinking and having a good ass time celebrating drinking. <laughs> well, we, we know what's and, we know and, what and let's be honest. I mean, you know, you're recruiting kids from California. Uh, you know, Colorado used to be a place you probably didn't want to go. And, you know, given the, the current times, the current situation doesn't seem the worst spot anymore. The cold doesn't seem as bad. I mean that that then you just then you just spin it that it's it's Aspen and it's skiing. I guess I don't know. I'm not a ski guy. <laughs> no, I'm currently, a pro- guy. I currently look like I'm a ski guy. I'm, I'm not a ski guy. <laughs> but so then it turns into a situation where now Dion now has a pretty much a 100 1,000% better chance of being able to coach a team into a college football playoff. Oh, absolutely. The, ex- yeah. the expansion is starting within the next few years. It's going from, I believe, the way it is right now with four, I believe they're bumping bumping it to eight. If I'm not it, – it, the highest I think I've seen that it's going to be actually going up to is 12 
for the college football. If it goes to 12, there's a whole lot of possibilities that can yeah, end up. 12, 12 sounds dumb because then you're giving teams buys and then it's, you know, then teams are going to be angling to get, you know, my, my fear with that situation is look at what TCU did. They, they, they really didn't test themselves and say like, we're going to, you know, do anything other than just win what we're, the games we're supposed to. They did. And then they didn't. And then just other teams lost. So when you look at off, like, non-conference scheduling in a situation where you have a better chance you're going to see even more teams running away from the uh from the 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 tough games because mm. what what did it mean for U- USC at the end of the day that they beat Notre Dame now they're going to still have them on their on, on their uh you know non-conference cuz I don't think they're going to take away that rivalry but Alabama every year they almost never play anybody and look what happened to them when they played Texas this I- year so he, let me let me. Here's a question that I've been thinking about, and I wanted to shoot it to you and think what you, being our college football guy, what you would think about this situation. Considering the expansion, and if they go to eight, you know that that's fine. If they go to twelve, a that's fine. If they get buys, it, it, it is what it is, you know. But in order to avoid situations like that where basically all of your non-conference schedule is cupcake teams. Yeah, Sunbelt. Let's go. Like it, like, it just – I feel they should pro- – or at least the college football committee should probably look at it and go, you know what, We're, you're only allowed one cup get, cupcake team per year. Everybody else, you have to have at least, you know, if they're not in the top 25, they have a, you know, a, they still have a ranking system. It's just the top 25 is obviously the, the most important out of everything. And that's but, that's a moving target, though. So in the beginning of the year, you schedule, you know, let's say you schedule Ole Miss in the beginning of the year and they're 12th. Or you schedule Florida in the beginning of the year and they're not ranked. And then the middle of the year when you play them, they are. And then the end of the year, they're back down so it it almost becomes impossible to legislate that in that Mm. way so when you start to play those games basically what college football can do because they can't have a a, a round robin-ish situation unless it was like a single like the biggest single elimination tournament of all time and then it would be the craziest thing ever Mm. um in some ways it kind of is it feels like it at times but um for instance this year what were the parameters that the college football playoff were were based off of this year? Because to segue into kind of like maybe the next uh, segment, and I don't want to talk about necessarily the matchups this week to give us a chance to talk about them in ne- in previous. Uh, I mean, uh, following weeks, if you can, if you guys continue to allow me, uh, you know, to uh, you know have my antics on display. <laughs> of course. Um, so let's just talk about the decisions that were made. And, you know, I, I think, I think at the end of the day, it's almost as if, you know, everybody kind of, you know, took the temperature of the room and there were so many people like UJ that were saying, please just don't be Alabama. Please just don't be <laughs> Alabama. Um, because if you look at who they gave the nod to this year, okay, Georgia, easy. 
There was no question there. There's not even, you know, a hesitation. You know, they lost to LSU, which obviously they didn't. They were so much better than them. Um, but if they lost to LSU, they, you know, I think they still deserved it. But um, good luck playing those teams. Um, and by teams, I mean the the first and second units of Georgia, which are better than, you know, maybe all three of these other teams. Um <laughs> No, that's that's disrespecting Michigan, and I have all year, so I have to stop that. So my guy JJ McCarthy, let's go, say his name. Uh, <laughs> pause. Uh. If Rob and check out the three on one podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast, Big Rob Fabian, aka Sangria Bobby, was here. He would pause that last statement. Um, but Michigan's obviously in; they deserve it. They're undefeated, and they were tested. Um, you know, how much were they tested by Penn State is, you know, that's a matter of debate. But, you know, no one's going to disagree at this point that Ohio State is a legit team. <laughs> we'll mention them in a second. Um, and then you get to the three and four, and we were going back and forth with the teams. So Ohio State, because they had one loss. And I feel like sometimes what people do is they just look at the record first. Does it sometimes mean with that, guys? Because – when you look at the, the the top ten, it was basically broken down by record. And at the end of the season, you could really but, go by that because most of the, the the information is kind of set in stone. But I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a thing that's that that's universal and all that. Your record, regardless of your strength of schedule, the strength of schedule only comes into play when your record is the same. In college, yeah. I think but in anywhere to be honest. If I asked you, if I asked you who a better team was, the Jets, or I don't, I, you know, I can't, I can't memorize the records of these NFL teams because uh, the, the but, Jets or you know, like the Chiefs. You say the like Bucks. A, you can say the Bucks because the Bucks got a yeah. worse record than the Jets. Yes. What's a better what What's a better team? Yeah, because the Bucks are five and six, right? And and they no, have, we're six and six. Yeah, yeah, because you guys just won. Yeah, so so, um, yeah. What you know, Jets I mean, have the, a better record than the Bucks right now. If both teams were in the playoffs, who who would you think is the the higher power ranked team? I mean, the Jets do have a good roster, but there's an equalizer there. Right. And regardless of the record, I think you know a lot of people would agree. You know, and I'm a Jets hater, so maybe I shouldn't use the Jets. But the, you know, the Giants work here perfectly too. If, I mean, I, I if I, I just told would... you, if I told you, if I told you that the the Giants had a better record than I don't know the Chiefs. What what's the Chiefs' record though? I think they only have two losses. They're like what? What are they? K like eleven and two, something like that. Yeah, because so that doesn't count. But I'm thinking about like that that middle team that is good, but you know they had some tough losses. Like, what's the Ravens' record? I feel like they have four losses. Yeah, they, they think they're eight and four. And like the Giants are seven and five now, but you know at a certain point, I think the Giants had a better record. Like, you can't always go by record. No, I I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand having that concept of it of really having. If you base the rankings based off of strength of schedule, then you would start to see more of these teams getting rid of the whole, we're going to play, you know, two or three gimme games 
to kind of boost the stats here. But who and plays who plays two who almost always plays two gimme games every year? Alabama. Every year. And what did they what did they do this year in the out of conference? Did they get two gimme? I'm pretty sure they got more gimme games. Like they, they, just... uh, they played they played a Big 12 contender that I think you should be familiar with. Who who? Oh, I don't know. You know, maybe there's the All team that, that they, you're they played wearing they, their yeah, they played right now. Wow. They played us, wow. They played us but fucking wow. They played us, but like what what else? And 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 Who to be fair, it, and not to hurt your feelings, Jay, maybe what you're trying to argue is is that preseason you looked as a fan as Texas as a cupcake game on Alabama's schedule. Not necessarily a little bit of higher tier than a cupcake. I'll give a higher tier than a cupcake for sure. So but, I mean you know, compared to the usual, you gotta I mean, have you gotta have a couple of good non-conference games, and to actually to make it look good. And most of the years, I feel like if you look at Alabama's record when they were undefeated, most of those years they would have those two like really stinker games in the out of conference, and then they just took care of business in the SEC, which is a tough enough schedule as it is. Why schedule? a tougher out-of-conference opponent when you literally play in the toughest conference and you don't have to go out of the conference. So then it's incumbent on places like the Pac-12, like they do every year. And they have their top contenders week one trying to catch somebody sleeping. And what happened to Oregon this year? Uh, you know, they, they're, you know, if this was soccer, then they would the be ducks were drowned to Division Two. Don't they do that in European soccer? They like take a pro team and then they drop them down a level because they're not competitive. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just got into Twitter beef with a guy because he was uh, there. There was this post of soccer guys talking trash, and I was like, "Why does soccer guys talk trash? They literally just fake died because a guy grazed their shin. How could you ever be a tough guy playing soccer?" <laughs> and I then think I saw that. Said, oh, and, and then the guy said, "Oh, well, blah blah blah." And I was like, soccer is not uh, in my uh, post. I said, soccer is not a contact sport. So he's like, well, you must never played soccer before. I was like, buddy, you should have freaking pressed my little face to see what where I'm coming from when I said that. And then I proceeded to post, um, I believe it was seven gifts of uh, soccer players flopping as my response. And I think that just spoke for itself. <laughs> but getting uh, back to the college football playoff, we were Twitter beef with Corey. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I always win. I think you always. Whenever you no, get into tournaments with anybody, I think both sides always lose. But I enjoy myself, so it's it's not a lot unlike my A seven NFL career at times. Oof, that We're was all a, winners. That, that was the worst burn that I've gotten in a long time, and I, I, my worst burns are usually of myself. Since that, uh, you know, the, you're not the, giving the enough ever, credit to people who have burned you, though. The highest ever rated um, podcast, like the most ever listened to one, is the one with my roast in it. So, yeah. um, it's that's not something to be proud of. It's, it's it's not no, it's not because of me because it is the uh, it's the awards announcement. So I think everybody was uh, delusional and thought they had a chance in an award when they literally didn't. So maybe that's the problem. Um, but I think the making fun of me was just yes on a cake. But getting back to actually uh, talented football players. Um, when we talk about the three and the four spot and who was up for those spots, it's an interesting conversation that we were just talking about because in the ideal would be the best four teams represent. 
But I don't think the the national narrative was going to allow Alabama backdooring it this year. I don't. I just don't think anybody was okay with it. But Nick Saban yeah. asked a very Nick Saban asked a very interesting question, which I think speaks to where we're at in this little you know fun thing that we do every year with these college games. Vegas, who knows probably more than anyone and doesn't do podcasts because they want to keep the information away from people that are like, that are listening. Right? <laughs> so guys like me have to pick up the slack, but Vegas, if we put on a neutral field, Alabama versus Ohio state, what would Vegas say? Now this is an argument. It's not like clear cut. And you could say it, but you, when you say what you may want to say, your, your, your logical mind might be squirming trying to get you to say what you probably should. I mean, with Alabama that argument. Four and a half. Uh, yeah. Country K, what do that's, you think? That's, that's generous. That I, I'd probably go a little higher, but. And, and that's, I, that's, think, that's. I think Vegas is going to give them that. Give them that line or some bullshit like that, but I feel like uh, Ohio State gonna win though if that was the case. Okay, and, and then so? that's the well, then yeah. then what your line what your line would be then would be that Ohio State was the favorite and 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 Alabama's not a perfect team this year. And I give Ohio State seven to yeah, put to sweeten it. There, there's a reason why they're not in the playoff. I think this year because if they if they absolutely unequivocally deserved it. I think that they would be in. I think that the fatigue of Alabama hurt them because if you if if Alabama was Tennessee, uh, maybe Tennessee is is the team because they're the darling and we push them in. I, mm. I don't know. They basically had the same exact resume. It's just it's just really hard to deal with the you know, the losses and how tough are those losses? How bad are those losses? You know, that yes. that's, that's like a weird situation because, you know, momentum is a thing. So if you lose by only a couple points, a loss is a loss. You lose by 13, it could be a garbage touchdown because you're trying to score and you, you do that, you know, pitchback play that, you know, a lot of gamblers know is the worst thing for a backdoor cover ever. Um, but it's, it's, it's really tough to, to make the argument for me that mm. TCU would be favored against Alabama. That TCU is a better, has a better football product, and and not the stories, not you know, not how much we were rooting for the quarterback because he was crying. But when Caleb Williams was crying, he was somehow a jerk. I I, I don't get that. Well, his his whole with Caleb Williams, it was the fingernails. I get it. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, you know what a kid does to hype himself up. I mean. You know, you should hear the you see the things I mean, when you, you're 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 calling out a whole school with that. You're calling well, out I mean, team you, you on saw, that one. You saw what the kid wrote. You should have heard what the kid said on the other team oh. about all of them and their mother. Uh, you know, you know, like when you're when you're going into like the the proverbial battle that we've turned football. Somebody into. take somebody take the rivalries a little too personally. I mean, no, the fans get involved with well. what, what a player does to get in the right mindset to literally go on a battlefield and put his body on the line for us. And we get mad that he, you know, says a curse word when we, we screamed fuck you to him 16 times during the game when we don't even know what the reads are on the play that he's calling. We, most of us, including myself, and I play quarterback, 
probably couldn't even say the name of the play without stumbling in the huddle. You know, and, and then we're saying, fuck you to him. And he says, fuck you to the other team. And then we're somehow holding him accountable when Max Dugan is probably saying the same shit on the sideline. When Tom, when Tom Brady is praised for cursing out his offensive line and wide receivers all the time. I, I don't know. It, it, at the end of the day, it's all <laughs> gladiators in the battlefield. Like you said, well, you, I, whatever I, it is you got to do to kind of get yourself, you can agree with the getting yourself hyped up however certain way. You know, most people do music. Other people taunt. You can agree with it or not. I, I knew a but guy that listened to the day, like yeah. previous, like it was this weird like folk pop and it was just like mur like a murderer would listen to it music. And you know what? He was a linebacker and you guys played football. Sometimes you leave those guys alone. You just let them be. You don't talk yeah. to them. You don't have <laughs> eye contact for more than a second. Holy shit. I play with a couple of those. And, and they all pre-work out before And I game. guarantee that they grew up just to bring it back. I guarantee they grew up into Florida man. Oh, come on. <laughs> they might have been New Jersey. It might have been New Jersey transplants, also. So let's let's finish the joke. But would Alabama be favored over TCU? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And is it is it fair to say that it's it's almost? Every everyone that would agree logically football wise would say that if they had to bet their life on who would win, they would bet on Bryce Young and the and the Crimson Tide over the Texas Christian Longhorns. But Horn Frogs. Horn Frogs. Oh, I said Longhorns. I'm sorry, Horn Frogs. I'm sorry. That was blasphemy. I'm looking at your shirt. Reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Longhorns already lost that battle. People would have been dead. But I mean if TCU wins their game, you could still make the argument that Alabama would beat TCU, but you can't make that argument because they won their conference champion and the last game that they played, they won. Right. But I don't know. As we talked about it as we talked about it last week, it, it just felt inevitable that if these teams lose that Alabama's gonna get in. And you know the the committee well, I, that the I committee looked at it like Ohio State again because I I was still baffled by the fact that people were thinking of that ass whooping that they took as you know a close loss. It wasn't. So I was thinking that ass whooping. You know, we talked about it here. We thought that that was going to boot them completely out of even getting talked about. But that didn't knock them very far. People well, really kind of, I guess, bought into the sob story of all the Ohio State fans crying over, oh, both these teams deserve to be in the top four. No, you got your ass beat. It was bad. If, Like we said, if it was close, it was like if it was like a three to six point game, we'd be having a different conversation. But because it went down the way it went down, the, I don't believe you could have had that argument, but they dropped them to five. No, probably knowing that, like you said, TCU was going to kind of fold under the pressure of getting to the college football playoff. And they were going to sneak into the four spot, possibly setting up another prediction that we had that would 
make Jim Harbaugh a god in Michigan. Khaki pants if winning somehow, that motherfucker. Someone, you know, if khaki pants is going to have a statue outside that stadium in Ann Arbor, if he can beat Ohio State in the national championship handedly. Like, <laughs> it's set up. It's set up for a beautiful story. Well, and who's and and who really uh, who's for at the end of the day? It, it is, is a my question. State. Because if you're really saying that, then because we, I just made the argument that you can you can say that Alabama arguably is better than Ohio State, which that's a little bit more arguable. It's almost not arguable it's almost a given that alabama is better than tcu and then i would argue that ohio state is better than tcu you know both neither neither team won their conference championship i don't know how you could tell me to my face that the the resume that tcu went through showed a more dominant, better team than a team that basically only lost to one of the best teams in the country. That's that, that's just it. And we talked about how close that game was. Again, there's the momentum, which changes a little bit how you look at, you know, how the points end up. But, you know, for the first half of that game, I mean, it was still a pretty competitive game. Those two teams, I think, I think khaki pants kind of outcoached and it was a long game because he's been building that offensive line for, you know, a while in the culture of that for a while. Um, You know, there's a reason why uh, their running back isn't, uh, hasn't gotten invited to the Heisman because in the Ohio state game, it was a different running back running through those holes and getting those yards. So it, it showed that it's it, no, it's the offensive line, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there went those Heisman chances. Um, and we'll get to that, I think, maybe in a second. But but if Alabama is arguably the third best team, and then you can argue with Ohio State or Alabama, but TCU is not as good as Alabama, would Ohio State be favored against TCU on a neutral field right now? Yeah. Everybody would probably agree with that. Right. So everybody, I think everybody would agree that Alabama and who, Ohio who, State are better. Who's number three? Who are we not talking about right now? We said Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio TCU, State. TCU's not in it because TCU lost. TCU lost, lost the, the Big 12 championship to Kansas State. Didn't, didn't TCU? I'm your college football analyst. I don't even know who made the playoffs. Yeah, the number three. Uh, who's number three? It's it's not TCU. Well, before I make an idiot of myself, who am I? Yeah, it is. Seriously? Yeah, it's 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 Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. How does TCU make number three? If they just got their ass handed to them in the Big 12 championship game against Kansas State. The same, they, way, the same way number four is number four. Yeah, but we're not talking about well, Kansas 12, State they, being they, a top they four were team. They were undefeated. TCU was undefeated going into the championship game. 
So when they got the one loss, now they're tied with the, the only other one loss team, which was Ohio State. And I don't know. The, the the national conversation was, oh, you can't punish a team for having an extra game when Ohio State didn't play anybody. But who would be favored, Ohio State or Kansas State, if you played on a neutral field? Uh, I mean, that, that one's kind of obvious and I believe was a rhetorical question. Exactly. Um, and so what so so the reason I think that this fits is because when you questioned what I literally looked up just to make sure I wasn't an idiot. Because I was thinking about it, like, wait a minute, I, I thought TC be was out. Because let's be honest, I do not think that it makes sense that TCU is the third team. So TCU with a loss jumped up? No, they were always three. They were undefeated. They were number four going into the championship. No, it was TCU three, USC four, Ohio State uh, five. And oh, Alabama I thought it was flip flopped. I thought it was. I thought it was USC was at three, and TCU no, was USC, at four. USC had the losses. Right. No, but what I'm saying is USC was number three, but then they lost to uh, to Utah, okay. and that knocked them out of the the four with TCU being at four. No, 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 no. Because what happened was, is TCU was undefeated going into the championship game. They basically were... Mandela effect shit happened to people. (laughs) I'm remembering this totally different than what you're telling me right now. I mean, when I said that uh, Baylor might beat TCU, I was close, but they were still undefeated at that time, and they remained undefeated even though it was a close game. Um, you go into the championship game, and now they have a loss in the championship game. They're a team that I don't know. Are they tested? You know, they they played they played. You know, the Big Twelve was pretty competitive this year. I think. Um, I mean, know, I, I guess I shouldn't complain too much because if TCU wasn't at number three, fucking Alabama would be in there right now. And like, like I just said, like I just said, I think I think that it's crazy that we ended up with the situation that we ended up with. Because when we were talking about strength of schedule and, and, and how you try to determine these teams, really what I think we should be trying to have a conversation for and we, what we never do is who are the best teams? Not who's the, who's the story that we don't want to kick out because, well, you know, TCU if, if is you- nice. But if you, I, I feel like job. high school, high school's the only one that goes by that their rankings go by their strength of schedule, at least that I've seen. Yeah, and so high if, if we do, high school doesn't even matter because everybody's going for a state championship, nobody's going for a national championship. So if you're the national championship in high school, it's it's like the 1930s AP era where it's just a random poll, and right. you know Navy could be, you know Army could be the number one team, and they don't even play in a bowl game. Um, you know, that's going that shows you how old I am going back 1930. So it's a wonder that I have as many brown hairs as I have. Um, <clears throat> about my youth. So college football playoff. Yes, obviously, Georgia. Yes, Michigan. No, no question there. But when it gets down to it, who's the third best team? Who's the fourth best team? And maybe even if you wanted to make the argument, who who are the fifth best, fifth and sixth best teams? 
when you answer the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, if we're being hey, honest with ourselves, okay, can you can you look up for me uh, what rank Kansas State is? They were 15 going into the championship. They probably jumped. They were 15 going into the championship. I'm pretty sure, but these Booted. things are fluid and they change all the time. So booted. You, they they shouldn't even be at the honestly they shouldn't even be at three right now. But their quarterback cried after a really close loss. Man, are we rewarding side stories? Kansas State is eleven. Expl- explain it to me then. Explain it to me then. Why is why is TCU third? Why is so the first thing you need to explain to us because I think we should accept that Ohio State making it in, based on who the other candidates were, it was going to be you know, Alabama, USC, uh, Tennessee, Clemson, maybe. You know, I feel comfortable that Ohio State gets in there. Okay, fine, sure. Uh, who who's the best of the rest of that group then? Just based on the talent of the team this year. Yeah, I, I exactly. Don't know. I and mean... so, what are we basing this college football playoff then this year? Then, well, I mean, basically, they're looking at it just solely on the record. It's just so happened that TCU had the same amount of one losses as, you know, the other top four teams and everybody else outside of that. If you happen to just be at the well, two, Alabama loss had mark, two losses and TCU only has the one loss. Right. So they go off record. They have the one loss. You put them in above them. But I, I again, I agree. Like if, it, if you go by strength of schedule, if you go by who actually is the tougher team, the college football playoff landscape right now would be looking very different. But, you know, TCU's in. Now they're going to be, you know, Michigan's punching bag. Well, they're third. You know, and then, so let's, so that's that. my first question. My question to you was, is what is this based off of? Because, all right, Alabama's out, you know, the, 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 you know, everybody's sick of Alabama. Okay, fine, whatever. And if that's what we're basing this playoff on is, you know what? Teams are undefeated. We're sick of Alabama. Okay. But let's be honest. We're sick of Alabama. That's, that's, that was one of the criteria coming into this college football (laughs) committee's playoff. I, I, I swear to God, I'm, I, 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 it's funny. Dead serious. Why else is that? Is Alabama not in? Really? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. Whatever. So then let's 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 go further. How could you tell me that Ohio State's not three and TCU's four? How? If you're talking about two one-loss teams, which one's better? Yeah, Ohio State should be at number three. But I think uh, I got a question though. Hold on, but to answer the score point with a question, how many points did both teams score in those blowout losses? Uh, no, TCU's never gotten blown out. They That's only my lost point. in overtime. They only lost in overtime to Kansas State. That's my point. So they okay. they they fought a good game, and Ohio State got massacred. Well, in, with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Ohio State was, I think, within uh, like a score, and then it, and yeah. then it, and then it, 
you know, we saw we saw what happened with the Colts and Cowboys game, right? The ceiling fell in on both teams. And 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 it, it happened way worse for the Colts. But when you're in that position and you're trying to catch up and you know, Michigan's built to be ahead. Their offensive line is 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 built to end games, right? When they're ahead, the game's over. Like that's that's Mariano Rivera right there. There's 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 like seven guys all over three ten, make up one big football version of Mariano Rivera. That's the closer. And does TCU score twenty eight against Michigan? No. Do, do they hold Michigan to forty? No, no so, it, it, so, it, it, it goes higher than that. I think <laughs> I, I, I see where I see where Country K is coming from because when you start talking about the story of TCU, mm. that's what TCU got in with. But I'll ask you this: if you're going based on story, it kind of it, it what feels like somebody talking? was watching our conversation and said, "You know what? That would be a great story." Let's just put Ohio State at number four and then hope for some no, miracle. All of it makes sense. If we're all, going on story, why wouldn't you guarantee a rematch between Michigan and Ohio State? Because they have well, to that's earn what it. Saying, you that's what makes the, the story national. sweeter. The biggest, the biggest story would be the national championship game. Yeah, yeah it would be a big story in the semifinal. <laughs> But it's even bit. They are literally hoping and praying to God somehow, some way, that Ohio State pulls it off against Georgia, because they know Michigan is about to max out TCU. Well, I mean, that's that's a very big storyline as far as traditional rivalries. But I mean, TCU storyline actually would be a lot sweeter because of what they had going on, and then they luckily still made the playoffs. And then if they win, they had to beat Georgia. I mean, they had to beat Georgia to win. Beat Georgia you know that. So you, you've got two storylines that could potentially play mm-hmm. out. Well, you have four. Either but... either Cinderella fashion or yeah, but time this... rivalry. But fashion. you can't forget you can't forget uh the Alabama story, the failure. That shit is beautiful. The fact that that he was complaining in the beginning of the fucking year about all of the NIL deals and all of the other bullshit. Then he calls out Coach Prime. He says all of this bullshit, and then you don't make the playoffs. Oh, my God, that shit is beautiful. It all worked out. And and, and I'm not against against Nick Saban, you know, kind of being frustrated and angry. But, I mean, he's constantly frustrated and angry. So we can't wish that upon him and have satisfaction because he does it to himself. It's almost like trying to make fun of me. You can't do it because I, I can make fun of myself worse than anyone else can, I guess. Um, and and what you just said, Country K, I think is the argument against Alabama. We don't like them. We're sick of them. <laughs> this, 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 this final four to me feels like story because you could not tell TCU, undefeated Big 12 champ, um, you're 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 out you're not allowed to be here your your season was pointless you can't tell them that but i mean can you re- do we really want to do we really want to start rewarding tcu because who who did tcu play out of conference now i don't have that in front of me 
but I'm willing to bet a hundred bucks and it's Christmas time. And that's, you know, that's a lot. That's a big bet for me. I'm willing to bet a hundred bucks that when you look at that out, out of conference schedule, it wasn't something that made you impressed. Um, you look at a lot of their wins. A lot of their wins aren't what you would call quality wins. You know, one of these things that the committee talks about is game control because great teams are in control of games against teams that are inferior. There's been a lot of games where inferior opponents were relatively close and TCU has pulled out like, you know, big time, like miracle type stuff. And yeah. that's, and that's tangible. And you saw it with Utah. Utah is not a final four team. You know, you look at what USC was. USC had all the talent and all the, 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 the spice and the flavor in the world, but they were lacking the, the winning components that, you know, the intangible things that, you know, TC, you were, you showed, yeah. but you can make the argument that this season, Alabama showed both the game control and talent beating big time opponents, having clutch wins, also demonstrating, you know, game control. And at the end of the day, I think they're just a better team than TCU. And if TCU was undefeated, you'd have no argument with me, but all right, I got, uh, I got TCU's uh, schedule right here. So they uh they play Colorado, uh Tarlington State, SMU, Oklahoma, Kansas Conference. Oklahoma State, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State, and then now Michigan. So That's like all conference games. So Tarleton the State the, the non sure conference was who yeah. Colorado. No, Colorado is conference. No, not Tarlington State. Tarlington State in Colorado. And no, I said Tarlington State and and Southern Methodist University. Yeah, SMU is not not conference for sure. They're out of conference games when when they had the opportunity to test themselves again outside of the Big Twelve. Yeah, they chose Dart. What Darlington State? (laughs) Tarlington Methodist University. Yeah, and in Colorado. Colorado before Coach Prime. Yeah, um, I I'll take I'll take a Tennessee loss and uh, an LSU loss um, over a Darlington State and an SMU win. Uh, me, I will. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, what did we what 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 I was trying to get at is if we're really breaking it down, what the college playoff is at the end of the day is an entertainment product that we put these things together based on all of these things that are, that are pretend. And at the end of the day, what, what was the, what was the overwhelming narrative after TCU lost and USC lost and Ohio state was sitting there and they, they, they lost their last game, didn't play and Alabama, everybody's sick of seeing Nick Saban's face. All right, TCU. Yeah. Have at it. Georgia just destroyed LSU. Absolutely dismantled them. Good luck. Damn. No, but so TC, TCU right? doesn't get. I mean, yeah, I mean, TCU game. would get Georgia if they made the actual national championship. I think that's a blowout too. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I was wrong about Michigan. Maybe I'm wrong about TCU. But um. 
So I'm saying you have those two stories. Like if it's it, it for and Jim then, Harbaugh and, it, and, and Michigan, brings, it brings us back to the conversation that we had about the the out of conference and the strength of schedule. Because if you're if you're scheduling your out of conference games, and let's say you're I don't know Colorado, you're gonna get the national attention anyway. All you got to do is just win the games in front of you. And if USC is not in your conference, and all you got to do is beat Utah and Oregon, and you're undefeated, Pac-12, Shadir Sanders, Heisman candidate, another segue. I don't want to take up the rest of your show if you guys don't want to talk Heisman. No, 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 no. Keep, it's good. But we're here for. If, you're, if you're trying to get into an eight-team playoff now, are you going to take the risk and put another team on your schedule when it's already hard enough to win with 18 to 25-year-old kids? I think, again, for the argument's sake of being able to be chosen based on strength of schedule, I think it's not a matter of, oh, do you? It's you don't have a choice. Like with like, TCU, you know, had, with, TCU had the choice, and well, they chose TCU, not to. Right, right. They, you know they they had three games out of everything else. S, SEC is an entire. You know you got two conferences playing themselves all in themselves. You it, it, how gigantic that conference is. It, every team usually has about two to three, sometimes four, depending on how small the conference is. SEC only ever has two. Every every other conference usually has three. The Pac-12 might have even more because they have, you know, the Pac-12, I think they, now had, the Pac-10. they had 10 teams this year. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I don't know if they'll go full Pac-8 on us. Um, I hope not. But they better they not would, win with BYU. They would have to find two more. They don't have to do anything. They just won't have a conference championship game. And yeah, then, but that's where they make a lot of their money right now. They got big time endorsements and stuff like that in the Pac-12 championship game. What cost them? What cost them this year a chance at putting one of their teams into the college football playoff? I mean, you know my argument with it because it's <laughs> because they're leaving, but. All right. Yes. Yes. But what? Let's 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 look at just the the. I think it would be micro economics of it. But look, let's look at the micro of it. Right. Just this year. Pac-12. The number one team in the Pac-12 going into their championship game. Was USC. If USC doesn't play a conference championship game and you do it like the way they used to do it before the conference championship games. Yeah. You don't make the money on the advertising of the game, which is a lot of money. Let's not, you know, let's not, you know, sneeze at that. This is a business as we always talk about, but guess what the payday is for the teams that go into the college football playoff. It's probably for the team. Yeah. We're, I'm talking like, we're talking about the conference as a whole. Yeah. The conference, the conferences get paid. And then, and I mean, then the teams, the teams. I think, I think the teams in conferences. That's why Notre Dame is always. But, but we're talking about like deals with. I think the Pac-12 championship has been at Santa Clara Stadium over there for the 49ers for the last three or four years. 
they have a deal with that going on now. No, it's been longer no than that. Game. It's been longer than that. I was when I was working. Yeah, when I was working at Stanford, we got tickets for free, and I went and I saw uh, Washington play uh, Colorado. To funniest shit. Yeah, that so, was like 2000 fucking 17, 18, some shit. I saw Oregon and uh, Oregon and Arizona, and then Utah versus Washington State. There, yeah. So they have those deals with that stadium to be able to have these conference championship games. And if you take that away, you know, like you said, that's, that's one of those losses to a conference that could be detrimental to the finances that come into the entire conference. And especially for those two teams who make the game, who get the extra revenue there as well. You know, so it's just kind of, well, I mean, I feel like you have to replace the two that you. They're you, likely you they're likely going to replace the teams, but what I'm saying is is that in this year, would it have been so bad if if they just let it be and last week, you know, no Pac-12 team played? Because if if USC didn't lose to Utah, are we talking about? TCU in the college football playoff? Probably not. I mean, maybe, and then Ohio State's out. But I yeah. think if you tell if you tell the United States of America that watches college football, and you know that the 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 the, the, the Southeast watching college football, they don't care about anything that happens outside the SEC anyway. Um, Georgia's in, so you know people either are, are happy or sad about that. Hold on, just one second. I'm still here. I'm just I'm just now this uh, this white orb here. I can't go straight green screen, but as a no. white orb, this this actually adds to the effect of what I'm saying. If USC has the one loss, they're a Pac-12 champ, and they were ranked number four last week. Yep. Do you they'd knock in, them out? They'd be in the three spot now. Do you knock them out? Yeah, exactly. So. Guess guess how uh, guess how a conference championship game worked for uh, the old Pac-12 this year. I mean, in that case, yeah. I mean, at, at every point, you know, damn near every game during the season, you're rolling the dice. You know, they were rolling the dice when they lost to Utah early in the season. You know, so it's it's one of those kind of like you know, yeah. You, ha- if you look at the circumstances, had it been a bad thing, had you know they not had it, sure, you know that, and you'd have USC in there. But there's always the argument of, well, you know, there is that game. You want to be in the college football playoff? Fucking win it. So then, why is TCU in? I don't know why TCU was in. Yeah, I thought and, they, and, I, you and just so, told me not that long ago, thinking that they weren't even in it. Yeah. So, so like, so to kind of wrap this up, because it is what it is, it's, it's, it's a lot more of the story, in my opinion, that drives these decisions than any type of football argument that makes any sense. Because Country K is right. If you, if you make the, the, the numbers argument for TCU, there is a numbers argument out there. And when you have a common opponent with Alabama in Texas, you could even say that the, the Texas win that TCU had might be more impressive than the Alabama win 
over Texas. But then you're also getting into the semantics of what's an impressive win, because I would say an impressive win is when you're about to lose and your Heisman Trophy winning quarterback makes a great play. And we always talk about it. We always talk about it in the NFL. The most important position in football is the quarterback. And when you're deciding who the best teams in, in anything are, a lot of times you look at who's under center. We talked about the Jets and the Bucks. Who's a better quarterback than Bryce Young? And you could maybe say C.J. Stroud. You might even be able to say Caleb Williams. But you're not going to say Max Dugan. What about Stenson? Well, Jay, you must be a professional at this. Because I think the only <laughs> thing that we have left to talk about might be Stetson Bennett and his group of uh, three other quarterbacks making their way to uh, New York City, probably as we speak. I think they're still doing it in New York City unless they change something. Um, for the Heisman Trophy presentation tomorrow. And let me ask you guys a really great question. Have you guys ever been less excited about a Heisman Trophy than this year? I think Bijan Robinson should be in the conversation. But again, and if just there was like anyone, the NFL, and if there was anyone from Miami, Country K would be talking about him as well. Just, just like the NFL, the MVP trophies are always the quarterback trophies. Yes. It hasn't been about the running back or the receiver for a very, very long time. Uh, well, I mean, that's not true because Devontae Smith won a Heisman for Alabama at wide receiver. But, I mean, look, what what the Heisman has become is the same thing that the college football season has become for the teams. And it's an elimination tournament. And once you have that bad game, all of a sudden you're just out. And I, I, I really struggle to, to find out why – Hayden Hooker isn't a better option than some of these guys. Um, because I think I think the Heisman, if anything, is a hype trophy. It's not, you know, it's not, a, it's, it's not popular. Yeah, it's hype. I mean, Johnny Manziel won the Heisman because Johnny Manziel embodied what the Heisman has meant to this generation of football fan. You know, the ultimate Heisman winner maybe Desmond Howard like he's like the 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 quintessential like Heisman guy right doing the Heisman pose in the biggest game on national television for a team that was you know winning a national championship that's the Heisman guy and whether it's it's usually the quarterback but it becomes the quarterbacks when we don't have that Reggie Bush Mm. We don't have that story guy that is on the best team, performs under pressure, and is 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 all hype to watch. Because, you know, Reggie Bush was more than just an effective running back. Because some people might even, you know, at that time were making the claim that, you know, Lendale White might be a better professional running back. And I think the argument was is that the, the USC offensive line was pretty elite. And that the Pac-12 defenses were not. Um, not at all. But I always say this about Reggie Bush. When you were watching him for USC, like every time he touched the ball, you 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 were on either the edge of your seat, standing up, or like you had that feeling like something's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's what the Heisman is to me. So, you know, I one time wanted it to be in Dominican Sue. No. <laughs> I uh when when Tim Tebow reached there, Corey. Oh, you, you don't you guys don't remember when Indomitian Sue blocked um what was that team? Ah, they were a big twelve team. Ah, I don't know. Was Long time ago, man. I mean in the in the in the Big Twelve Championship game, when Indomitian Sue blocked the 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 game winning uh, attempt from Texas for Nebraska well, in, to win the Big Twelve Championship that year, wasn't that that was, as, that was as close as a defensive lineman is ever going to get to winning the Heisman again? Um, that's all I'm saying. I don't think he deserved to win it, but I was kind of rooting for that. That would have been fun. What were you going to say, Country K? Nothing. <laughs> no. What were you going to say? No, I was I was confused on the opponent. I wasn't sure if it was Texas or Texas Tech. Uh, like, I think I think um, I think that same year there might have been another close. I don't know that that year from Indomitian Sue at, at Nebraska was unreal. That's just what I remember. But uh, the point is, is that this year we have a collection of guys that are interesting. Okay, so we have the the quintessential, you know, most important player from clearly the best team. There was a joke I heard that Stetson Bennett is out here. <laughs> He's out here trolling guys, 25 years old, throwing slants to five-star recruits, you know, against 18-year-old corners. And he's 25 years old. And he's out here stunting on 18-year-olds, throwing five-star recruits, and he's only throwing slants. So to break it down, just to put it in perspective, who Stetson Bennett is as as a playmaker and a quarterback for, for Georgia. He does complete 68% of his passes, which is important. He has 3,425 yards. It's not too shabby, but it's not great. It's not elite. But he only has 20 touchdowns and six interceptions. And for a team that's always up, it almost makes sense that his stats don't look as good as some of the other guys because Georgia – So what are the running back stats at that that point? And Georgia is blowing teams out at times. So what are we doing just throwing the ball in the third quarter when we're up by 38 points already? You know, Kirby Smart isn't that – you know, he's not Mike Leach. He's not that guy. Um, You know, the Georgia Bulldogs – goals for the season none of them were get Stetson Bennett Heisman he's he's there because he's the he's the most important player on the best team and and that's sometimes what fits the Heisman hype you know Mm. criteria then you have two guys that are the real deal as far as professional prospects and you have Caleb Williams who just looks the part in every in every way he has the throwing motion that people look at and they say, that is nice to, to watch. When he throws a football, that's a, a, an interesting thing that I will watch because there's something nice about it. Like watching like, you know, Clay shoot three-pointers. You just want to watch it because there's, there's something very, very beautiful about this, you know, form. The, you know, the and, pure and, throwing motion. Yeah, and, and, and human biomechanics nerds are looking at him like, this is awesome. <laughs> Now, he lost. The last game he played, he lost. And that might go into it. And then you got C.J. Stroud, who I think 
when you look at the stats, they're they're pretty comparable, both of their stats. And you look at what C.J. Stroud was able to do as a quarterback for Ohio State over his career. Um, he might be falling into that category of like what what happened to USC quarterbacks before they started happening to Ohio State quarterbacks. <laughs> and it's funny that both of these guys are at these schools because all of the Ohio State quarterbacks, except for the one that transferred and went to LSU, Joe Burrow, you know, so far in the NFL, they're not looking like they're, uh, you know, they're they're th- those types of guys. And we'll see. Um, I like C.J. Stroud. I'm not going to say that he's some kind of like clone of the Dwayne Haskins and the J.T. Barretts and, you know, all that. But um, I think he's falling to the the stigma that people have for Ohio State quarterbacks. And it's funny that Caleb Williams isn't falling to the stigma of USC quarterbacks or Lincoln Riley quarterbacks. Who knows? Hmm. And then you have the guy that's the little engine that could, right? And I think everyone in in the country, including us on this show tonight, has been disrespectful to Max Dugan because he is actually a baller. When you look at what he does, you look at what he's supposed to do. You know, the reason we joke around is because of the way he looks and he looks like, uh, you know, uh, what's it, Opie? Um, what's that show Ron Howard was on as a little child? Oh, shit. Um, uh, God damn it. I just had Andy, uh, Andy Griffin yeah, show. Yeah. show. Yeah. So, yeah, Max Dugan looks <laughs> funny after the press conference seeing him ball out there, but he is a baller and he's doing his thing. But, you know, Max Dugan is in the same line of guys as like Cam Rising uh, from Utah. Mm. Uh, like just ballers, um, you know, watching their film. No pro scout is drooling over the idea of having uh, Max Dugan as their franchise quarterback. But you know that Jerry Jones is probably trying to be like, well, let's try to get him the sixth round. Um, but, yeah, you know, they've, they've kind of they've kind of just let him talk at a wall and, 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 and just paint faces on it. And I think that. Um, that keeps him busy for most of the time he's awake uh, recently um, when he's not, like, groping some unfortunate woman, likely. <laughs> I'm just joking, by the way. Oh, man, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. <laughs> I know Mad Six would be laughing. But but Max true. Dugan is the story. Max Dugan is, you know, it, what, what, what happens in sports sometimes is, is guys look at a guy and because of their appearance outside of their helmet, they're like, oh, that could be me. No, it couldn't. <laughs> You're wrong. You you would you would get murdered in the A7FL, buddy. I hope you tr- I hope you try out and sign up so that you we get your uh, we get your uh, entrance fee to the combine, and then you can just go back to your couch and cry, and uh, you know Twitter fingers how you're better than everybody. Um, speaking of live A7FL action, gentlemen, this weekend on the A7FL YouTube. At your times, 10, 1, and 3, right? Mm-hmm. I did the I think I did it right. A7FL Nevada. Me, Matt Ryan, and Rob Fabian are joining KC Cox, and we're calling the Nevada games. And, oh, shit. You know, I, I, they're going up against uh, NFL Sunday, so, you know, um, that's going to be uh, – but locally, that's going to be some hype stuff. And, you know, shout out to the pit bosses. Uh, 
you know, looking the best. But the Vegas Gold, a, fr- a brand new team, won their little jamboree, which was this little like round robin two, two possession, two possession thing. But not to promote my league too much. Um, those same guys that look at Max Dugan and think that they can do it at Division One college football, you're all mistaken. But a lot of the people that are rooting for him, they have that false narrative in their head. You know, mm. Uncle Uncle Rico is going out there throwing footballs over the mountain, and then it it, it ducks down after 15 yards um, because they don't even grip the football correctly. <laughs> so, who would be your pick to win the Heisman? Do I have to? Mine was mine was Hooker the whole year. Um, I thought he was the hypest. I thought he was the funnest. I thought that he at times was the most electric in the big moments. Yeah. And, you know, until Tennessee lost him at the end, Tennessee to me felt like the funnest team to to kind of get behind. Um, To me, that's kind of what the Heisman feels like. I I feel like giving it to Stetson Bennett, it just doesn't feel like it's an award for the, the most valuable player in college football. Giving it to Max Dugan feels like a like a participation trophy or a popularity <laughs> contest. And giving it to Caleb Williams or CJ Stroud after a loss and their biggest opportunity just doesn't fit what it means to be a Heisman winning trophy quarterback, in my opinion. Mm. So So is there a chance that it should have been somebody else other than a quarterback? I mean, you said the guy from your team, and everyone else in the country was saying the guy from theirs. Michigan was talking about their running back, and when he was out in their biggest game, it didn't matter because the, his backup got as many yards, if not more, than maybe he would have gotten. Got the Walker Trophy winner and Bijan Robinson. And Man. you usually reward the best players on the best teams. So, unfortunately, Texas is out there. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So, really what you're rewarding is Stetson Bennett because of the four players. And this is a hype trophy. This is a recency bias trophy. This is a uh, who's the best team coronation before the playoff even starts trophy. I think they're going to give it to Stetson Bennett because the other three guys, their last game was a loss. And if they get Matt, give it to Max Dugan, then the Heisman Trophy should just be American Idol. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Corey Hammond with yet another uh, Friday of a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, yes, we are going to have you on uh, continuously if you have the time to and everything else like that and be able to talk I think, about I think I'm going to take, I think I'm going to hide for maybe a week or two um, after college football is kind of done just so that maybe my wife can uh, be around me on Fridays. And when she is, she's not laughing at me, which um, is hurtful. Yeah, well. um, but uh, you know, I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's a proven fact on all of the media that I, that I appear on that I do enjoy speaking. I love the sound of my own voice. And if you invite me on, I'm going to give you the best entertainment value that a 35 year old, you know, relatively good 
has tons of criticism quarterback that is not afraid to talk shit about himself or anyone can give you. And I don't know if that sentence was a run on sentence or a, a, a rambling both on the substance that we all choose to use. But <laughs> I think to summarize tonight, Dion, that's a great dad move. College football playoff. The fuck are you guys really doing? What was the point of the season? And uh, as far as the Heisman goes, I am not going to be tuning in personally. <laughs> so I will spend I will spend as many seconds watching the Heisman Trophy presentation this year that I did watching U.S. or any country World Cup soccer in that horrible country and and the terrible things that they did to humans' rights in that country in Qatar. Yep. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, from you already know University. Corey Hammond. Yeah, get me out of here. I just came out of whole country. Uh, I got. Yes. I have yeah. to be stopped. It's like. It's like. Uh, but I appreciate it, gentlemen, and um, <laughs> you already know that. Uh, you know, whenever I get a chance to, I will try. Yes, sir. Don't be an asshole. I'll try. Mm -hmm. Did you, uh, Bob, Bob, uh, Sangria, Bobby? Because. Uh, if you listen to it, you'll get the context of it. He stepped all over this week, but it was it was it was better than Casey Cox. Episode twenty, the guy from Vegas tried to 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 step on. Listen to just the end. If you if you don't want to listen to the whole hour and a half, listen to just the end. And we'll talk about it next week. Yes. Um, and then listen to the just the end of this week, and you'll see, you know, you'll see the development of the the relationships in in the Vegas booth that will be featured on our YouTube channel uh, this Sunday. 10, Perfect. 1, and 3. Yeah, and 3. Yep. That was enough. Country K, my guy. <laughs> we got, we'll see we got you next time, Corey. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, Always. I'm a jersey. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I can't wait to your NFL picks. Oh, yes. We're going to have that come up. Yep. Um. Always good stuff. Um, again, the the tune that we were singing last week we was a little naive to think certain things were going to take place, and then the transfer portal and all that shit caught fire. Um, but again, having Corey on, it's always nice. Uh, always hilarious. Always insightful. Um, but again, tune into the three on one podcast for the A Seven FL if you want to listen to more of Corey's BS coming out of his mouth. Uh, with, along with Matt Ryan and um, <laughs> Big Rob, who I guess is Sangria Bobby now. <laughs> um, if we ever get a chance to talk to him, I might need to, to ask him about that. How should we address them? Should we address them, aka Sangria Bobby, or do we just, you know, Big Rob Fabian? I gotta go hear this story. Mm -hmm. That's fucking hilarious. Because. <laughs> Sangria. I don't know. I don't know where the story's going, but it sounds interesting. Oh, yep. As you said, the NFL picks coming up. The season is coming closer and closer. And the fantasy season for the regular season is on its last week. Um, at least for us, it's on its last week. And then uh we have the last three weeks, week uh 
15, 16, and 17 being the playoffs. Um, I am in the position where I need to win. And I don't feel good about it. Because this is one of those situations where I feel like I need to get in in order to prove a point. But (laughs) also to give us a better chance from denying these fools $200 and the right to call themselves Jaffo Fantasy League Season 2 champions. Um, But, I mean, we'll see how it goes. There's a lot of things that need to happen. But NFL picks... Uh, we already uh, we already saw how uh, stink fest uh, Thursday night football uh, was. You hating? And um, you hating? So now, Kate, do you have him in front of you? You hating? Uh, hold on, I don't. I don't have him in front of me. But for the immediate comment, you hating? That's fine. <clears throat> I'll leave it that way. That's fine. You gotta get the hate I got, man. No, some some things can can stay in there for motivational purposes. How does Baker fucking hating Baker? How does that motivate you? Explain hating this o- to me. Hating Oklahoma motivates me. He has to do with Oklahoma, so therefore, I'm not even whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. Now it gives me an even bigger reason to hate the Rams. Oh, <clears throat> perfect. Every time I talk about the Rams, I can also press. Make you rest in shit. And now the Carolina Panthers are now free from the Bernie button. I'm going to be honest with you. It's two Coach Raras in the NFL, right? Obviously, Sean McVay and Pete Carroll. Right. To be all the way honest with you, bro, I never even fathomed Sean McVay getting Baker. But I don't think you understand how much is this is going to help him develop as a football player. What? Having a coach like Sean McVay. Bro, I'm not saying like on the field right now immediately. But as far as the rest of the season goes, him learning from Sean McVay for the last month of the year, bro, that's going to be big for him in the long run. Give him, two more, give him two more weeks, and this will be Sean McVay. I play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. You better be glad y'all don't play it already. <laughs> y'all don't play another two games already. You know how much fucking stress I would have in my goddamn heart if that happened? Dude, I promise you, if y'all play, I would put, I would put so much fucking loose change on the fucking uh, Los Angeles Rams. So much loose change. Yeah, I'm not a gambler, bro. <laughs> I'll I'm gamble, not a gambler. for you, but I I'd put be that putting money it towards on, my cause. On the fucking Rams, on everything I love. On everything I love. And you sat there and was like, tell me a game where Baker where Baker won the game for the team. Well, shit, you got it now, motherfucker. <laughs> Once. Hey, fam, it starts one time. Everybody has one. 
And Tom then next week, one. I'm going to be saying the Nine same damn thing. They are who we Bro. thought they were. Tom had one. Now they have 44. But everybody on the team's fucking injured. So obviously, if they lose this game, okay, they lost. I'm saying for him, it just this time on this team, he needs to learn from McVay because he's a good coach. He's a good strategist. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part where he needs to develop at mentally. If he developed mentally from Sean McVay, he would turn into a good football player. That's just the reality of the situation, bro. You can say and hate bake all you want to. That's real. Like, no matter what the quarterback is. Make you rest in shit. That's fine. <laughs> just be just be happy y'all already played him. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the way he headbutted motherfuckers, them motherfuckers right now feel like they're going to run through a wall for Baker. Further proves why you hey, probably look. shouldn't have him on the team. Doesn't make uh, the right decision. I told you, Baker needed a rah-rah coach like McVay. I said Pete Carroll. I felt like he would have did well with Pete Carroll. Coach rah-rah, he would did it. But Sean McVay coached rah-rah too. Now that's rah-rah junior. And he young rah-rah. So Baker going, him and Baker going to click. I'm telling you. I don't, man, look. I'm going to be all the way honest with you. Them boys. They ain't going to make the playoffs. But just say hypothetically, if they did win out. Right, they went out. They'll be what? No, I'm saying they got four games left. They'll be eight and eight. They're not gonna make the playoffs. But I'm just saying. I mean, playoffs. They'll be eight and nine. Playoffs? Sorry, you kidding me? Playoffs? I know they're not gonna make the playoffs. So I'm not tripping on that. I'm just saying. I should probably cut that soundbite down. Just the first. Playoffs, just that part. That one's a little too long. Well, I mean, work on that one. you probably should do two of them because the first one might get chopped up because somebody might not know what's going on. Mm. You probably should catch the second play. Like, I'm sorry, if nobody understands what... Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? If nobody playoffs? understands this one? If nobody understands that one, they're not a real football fan. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear their opinion anyway. I mean, so, it could just be young. Goodness, calm down, man. Young. Learn your history, kids. That's how we yeah, learn not yeah. to repeat things. It's what they try to keep from you. Learn your history. Look, man, I'm going to tell you right now. Break the cycle, young, people. As a youngster, history did not sound intriguing to me at all. I, that's just me. I, I learned, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, I know it's a boring subject, but trust me, it helps. There it is. There is There is the kicker. Well, I mean, I guess that's who you talk to. I never thought of it as a boring subject. You know me. You've talked to me. So that that that's – I like diving deep into shit, going into the rabbit hole. I, I understand that. But, I mean, I guess learning about shit that happened in the past, to some people, I can see how that's boring. But, for the most part, it's helpful. Uh, going into the picks, what do we got? You got a minute? Yeah. Or... Yeah, no, I got it. First game. First game is the Jets and the Bills and Buffalo. Wow. 
I want to pick the Jets. A part of me wants to pick the Jets. Because if the Bills just barely lost to the Lions, or barely beat the Lions, Jets are a better team, I think, than the Lions. At least defensively. In Buffalo, though, that's what makes it difficult. Oh. Um, Fuck it, I'm going to pick the Jets. This tough. Hold on. Let me let me check something on their schedule. On the schedule. On the schedule. I was seeing. I was seeing who the Bills played last week, but they had a bye, didn't they? I think so. No, they played the Pats on Thursday. Hmm. After playing Bill Belichick defense and they went they won by 14 points. I'm gonna take the Bills. All right. Next one. The Bengals and the Browns there in Cincinnati. Bengals. Kind of uh knew that was coming. Yeah. Texans Cowboys there in Dallas. <clears throat> Houston. Yep, go ahead with that dumb shit. Uh, Dallas again. <laughs> uh, shit. Hey, man, you can say what you want, but I'm keeping it real. Uh, look, the <laughs> Lions and the Vikings, and they're in Detroit. Ooh. Divisional game. Hmm. That one's intriguing. I think the Vikings win that one, though. Mm. Like, I want to say the Lions, but I think the Vikings might win, or probably win this. Yeah. No, I'm going to pick Detroit. All right. Uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Tennessee. I mean, I don't think you even have to pick. I think we. This I think should we be know. very easy for you, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Jacksonville, who again? Sorry. Tennessee. Ah, in Tennessee. Yep. All right. All right. I'll be. Uh, I'll. 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 I'll go with it. Tennessee. There you go. You got the Eagles and the Giants in New York. Saquon might not play. Eagles. I mean, if Saquon played, that's pretty much still going to be the ending de facto slug of them reason. You got the Ravens and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Huntley's playing, not Lamar. Better. 
Am I pit Pittsburgh here? Alright. Yeah, I'm gonna go, go with Steelers. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Snoop and uh and the Ravens. Um and I don't mean Snoop Dog. Uh it, it, we Huntley's <laughs> nickname is Snoop. For people that don't know. Yep. So um then you got the one oh five game, you got the Chiefs and the Broncos. Oh, Chiefs. Yep. Then 125, you got the Panthers, Seahawks, and 12th man. Seahawks. <clears throat> yeah, um, same. Uh, you got our game at 125. Yeah, I think we we know where the sides are picking here. This is pretty obvious. Oh no, I might pick no fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to I was about to go. What? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> not a not a not a hairy chance in hell. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Knew that wasn't happening. What's the yeah, next uh, one? The night game is the Dolphins and the Chargers. Hmm. Where? In San Diego. Well, LA, I mean. I think Miami wins in a shootout. Okay. I'm going to pick San Diego. Then, um, the Monday night game was the cross, which they both should have just received the bye. <laughs> wait, who, wait, it's who versus who? The Pats versus the Cardinals on Monday night football. I feel like they both should have just received the bye. I just mean, give them a bye well. week. Just you tie that just, shit. Oh, my God. What kind of crap is this? You mean to tell me the Tom Brady going back to dang on the Bay is not more intriguing than the Patriots and the Cardinals? That's crazy. Well, you're lucky it's not on prime time because you would have lost. No, because you would have lost. We don't lose on prime time. You don't. You could be scared to play us on prime time. No, no, not us. Wait. Is it the Sunday night game? You, no, no, one twenty-five. Oh, okay. No, what I'm saying is, uh, the Niners are zero seven against Brady when they have a new starting quarterback. You do know that, right? It's fine. We're not on prime time, so I'm already looking at it going like, yeah, it's probably going to be. I mean, very interesting situation. We've been winning on prime time this season, so. So have we. Multiple seasons. But when it comes down to the Pats and the Cardinals, Jesus Christ. One of your prime times games with the Chargers. Seriously? 
Still one. Um, are they in Arizona? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still think the Patriots are going to win. I mean, I would agree with that. I'm going to go with the Patriots on that. Yeah, I'm going Big Bill. Well, there we go. Those are the picks. Uh, we've got some things in the works. Um, coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're trying to get some information together. We're trying to get a... The OK had the idea of having... Uh, doing something. I wasn't going to say it. Don't tell nobody. Don't even give them a it. hint. Hey, look, let us let's surprise them. Fuck it. I'm, let's surprise them. Oh, oh, we got okay. shit in the works. Okay. We got shit in the works, and yeah. y'all stay tuned. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that. We'll, we'll just we'll just stick with that. Um, we are looking for uh two new people. We are still looking for our female co-host to be able to come and talk with us, give that female perspective on the entire game. And we're looking for somebody else to come and help us out with some of these events uh, that we go to, whether it's San Jose um, or, you know, we go do the Bay Area Cali Classic, just somebody to be able to help us get other angles and, and um, other aspects of it. Uh, if you are interested, hit us in the DMs. You guys see all the social media information right there. Twitter, All Pro Joppos. Instagram, the All Pro Joppos. YouTube and Facebook, Pernado Bros. Productions on Twitch, PvP Studios. We're live on Twitch, on YouTube, on uh, Twitter, and on Facebook. All four of those every time from on Tuesdays and Fridays starting next week. Depending on stuff, we might be changing it around a little bit. This way we can have Mad Six on the show at least once a week. Um, we might be going instead of Tuesdays, we might be going Wednesdays to be able to have him on to be able to get his input and everything because his schedule moved around um at work and everything but it may still be tuesday it might be wednesday uh keep updated on the um the social medias and everything else like that the uh bay area cali classic is coming up soon um nominations are coming out commitments are already starting to come out so the teams are already starting to take shape um it's going to be very interesting uh, the jerseys, uh, or at least the design of everything that we've seen so far look really awesome. Um, and we, once again, we can't wait, uh, for that day to come around. Um, next week, we've got a whole lot more things that are happening because, you know, things are starting to heat up in both college football and in, uh, in the NFL, uh, NBA will start getting into more NBA things, uh, you know, as the season kind of progresses, you know, it's such a long season, beginning of the season. Let's be real. Not a whole lot of people care in the beginning of the season. It's usually after the all-star break, the attention starts to get there. Um, but until then, we'll start getting a whole bunch of other stuff in again. Stay tuned for things that are coming up uh, uh, really, really soon. Uh, down the line, all three of the installments are in right now. Go check those out over there on YouTube uh be able to give us like share subscribe let everybody know let all your friends know we're trying to change the game change the business here on the all pro Jaffos, especially in the sports and radio world for myself jp 
for Country K. We appreciate you guys, and we will see you guys next time. Deuces. Hey, uh, make sure y'all fuck around and find out how to wash your ass and aloha. <laughs>